Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. There is one man on the agenda today, Stephen Gerrard. Another home loss for Villa at the weekend. Is Stephen Gerrard slipping up at Villa? That's what we're asking today. Start the intro. First and foremost, another loss at the weekend, as I said, at home for Aston Villa to West Ham. West Ham, who were three out of three losses, hadn't scored a goal. So on the form guide, this this loss feels particularly bad. Where where do we see Stephen Gerrard at this stage? I know it's very early in the season. They're 15th in the table. And obviously, you know, we can't really look at league tables after four games unless you're an Arsenal fan. Um, Jamie, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on Gerrard at the minute? Is, is he really in, in trouble now? Absolutely. Like, well, it, I think it showed him getting, they got booed off at the end of the game. That that speaks volumes when the like you can lose and fans won't boo you. They might think you played poorly and still won't boo you. But this is the record so far that Gerard's come in. It's just not good enough. Um, I'm just, it's sort of like, I think this first game of the season was the one where they needed to start and get their season kicked on against Bournemouth and then go and lose into them. And obviously you've now just seen they've lost 3-0, 4-0, and now 9-0. I know, to City, Liverpool and Arsenal, it's one of them. Like, you expect Bournemouth to do that. But Villa, the only team they've beaten is Everton. And Everton are a poor side, and they're going to be fighting relegation. And with the players that Gerard sort of brought in um, and the sort of transfer window they had before him, where they spent a fair, about, fair amount of money, it's just not what Villa's projects is expected to be. They're expected to sort of fight West Ham for their position in the sort of seventh place. And they're just nowhere nowhere near it. What I found sort of interesting with Gerard's record, though, is they've lost nine in the last 15 league games they've played. And that's obviously including last season. But if you look at it, they've won, they've won four games. And then four games are Everton, Burnley, Norwich... And Leeds. Leeds were awful last season. Norwich and Burnley went down. Everton are still awful this season. They're not beating any, like they're not getting any other sort of results. They're getting a few draws, but it's just not good enough. I don't know. Like, I, you just sort of look at the squad and you think they should be doing a lot better than what they are. And. I think even now the media, with Gerard being, you know, the darling of these sort of, you know, bunch of scousers on Sky Sports and BT, even they're now going, we've got to actually say something to criticise him because it's just not good enough. And I don't think his Rangers record should give him the leeway that it has because I think other managers, Arteta would be getting slated. I think Tuchel would be getting slated. Pep probably would too. It's like something's got to improve, but... I don't see, I don't know what, I don't know what, and it might just be Gerard's got to go. Reese, any disagreements? <laughs> uh, a bit too early to say he's got to go. Um, yeah, he, his job at Rangers was outstanding, but I think it also coincided with a time where Celtic were had that decline for the year, so they were able to take advantage of that. I think, I think Gerard did do a really good job. Um, I, I did question his poor performances in the cup games 
because I thought he should have at least maybe won a cup while he was at Rangers, but he didn't. So that that was a question there that I think um, had to be asked. But I think he's got a lot of the Villa squad that still isn't his squad. Um, you know, he hasn't really bought in many players this summer. Um, he's bought in some good players, but he hasn't bought in many. And I think he's dealing with the overspill of what they had last year, uh, where they spent all that money from on the Jack on the Jack Grealish sale without actually replacing Jack Grealish which I think is their big issue. And I think they needed to replace someone like that before they spent or before they purchased other players. Um, but overall, yeah, the start hasn't been good enough. You know, they lost to Bournemouth on the first game, which was disappointing. You think, okay, they can't look too much into it, but I'll probably say they laboured to a win against Everton. And then from there, they still haven't looked great. So, so the warning signs are there for them. Um, I know they've got Arsenal in the week and I think for them, they will it's have to after as well. Yeah, and I think lots of good games. I think I think it doesn't look good for them. But when we say teams don't have an easy fixture list, they tend to do pretty well in them. Um, I think if you look to how wobbly Arsenal looked on Saturday, I think Villa will see something for the taking. I think they will be able to exploit that. But all in all, I think he's right to be under pressure because just just because of of his reputation coming in, you know, he has to be under pressure. He hasn't been good enough. Joe? Yeah, similar similar thoughts. I think, again, it's more just looking at the fixtures so far. You know, we've said it, Bournemouth, Everton, Palace and, and West Ham. You, you want to be getting at least two, two wins probably out of those four, maybe a draw and a loss. But the only win, as you said, was, was at home to Everton. And, and by the way, they were 2-0 up with three minutes ago. It ended 2-1. And, and Everton should have equalised. So, like, even that in itself, their only win, you could probably, you know, put you know put some holes in as well. So, I, I definitely think he's under pressure. I think as well, you both touched on it, looking ahead, doesn't get any easier. Away to Arsenal, who are in the form of their lives, home to Man City, and then away to Leicester, who obviously Leicester haven't been great. But you look at those and go, you know, they're not going to get much many points out of those either. And then suddenly they probably could be in a relegation battle after five or six games. And and, and then maybe the Sharks will will start to circle. Um, I, I, I don't think, I still think it's too early to say like he's got to go. I think that's a little bit premature. But you look ahead and go in those next three or four games. If he's not picking up points in those games, then, then they are genuinely going to be in the, in the relegation battle with only maybe one win. And then you're looking at it and going seriously, like what, what can we do? And Reese, you said they've not made that many signings. I mean, I do think Gerard has been pretty well backed as Villa manager so far. You know, the signings they've brought in, you know, Carlos was quite a big sign-in. Uh, I think Buendia was brought in under Gerard as well, I believe. Um, obviously, Coutinho. There's I think a, he was. That was before. Buendia. Oh, fine. Okay. We'll, we'll let him off the hook for that one then. Um, but you look at the acquisitions they have made, let's say, in the last year. And there has been a lot of additions. I know their net spend has not been the worst in the world. And they have let a few players go, which is fair enough. But it's not like the the, the owners aren't backing him. You know, the, the signings he's flagged and wanted, they've pretty much gone after and got. I can't think, I don't know if you guys can think of anywhere, you know, high profile, they've been linked with that Gerard wants and they haven't got. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, 
No, I think they've got. I think they've got them all to be honest. But I think it was more what I disagreed with was Reese's point saying they've not replaced Grealish. They've tried to though with Coutinho and like Leon Bailey going out there. I know Bailey was before Gerrard, but he's still the type of player who'd go on to the left wing and try and do that. And then Coutinho could be the more creative player. And yeah. they tried it with obviously Wendia before. So I feel that they've have tried to, and you can't keep just buying more and more players. Otherwise, you're going to have, you know, two positions, five five in each. Like it doesn't work like that. City yeah. don't have that, and most other clubs in the world can't deal with that. So you'd have to get rid of players. It's just you're gone. No, no, I was just going to say you touched on the Rangers point, kind of buying him time now. What he did at Rangers, obviously, to win them and get them back to winning the league was phenomenal. But to play devil's advocate, since he's left Rangers, I know, obviously, Celtic won the league last year. It looks like it's going to be another tight title race. I, there is an argument to say that maybe Rangers have flourished, at least in Europe. You know, we saw their monumental run to the Europa League final. They were a penalty kick away from winning the Europa League. Like, that is absolutely huge for Rangers. And then we've just seen in the last last week or so, they've managed to get through PSV and, and all the other qualifying rounds to get back to the Champions League. So you could make an argument that despite Gerard's success at, at Rangers, since he's left, they have flourished, in, in, particularly in Europe, and they've showed that there's a lot more character to them. And maybe they can, I know that, you know, they're always going to be top two in, in, in the Scottish League. But this is a team now that looks like they can actually compete in Europe on a regular basis. And they didn't really look that way under Gerard. So I think that may be adds pressure. There's stepping stones, isn't there, though? It's like like I'm using, obviously, just from my experience with City, just because we won the league didn't mean we were European, sort of like going to be favourites to win it. It takes time. So I feel like they've built on what Gerard's done there. So I feel like slightly discredit thing I think wouldn't be right to, to say what he's done at Rangers because they've had to go and win the league then they're going right now we can take now we can progress in Europe Um obviously I think at the time when Gerard was there winning that league was the big one because it stops did it stop Celtic doing 10 in a row I think it might have been yeah it did that, yeah like stopping the 10 in a row because you Rangers wouldn't have heard the end of it so that was a big one. I think that that was bigger than them getting to the final in Europa, in sort of like in their context. You like still won Europa League run as well, though the season before. You know that they did quite well, so it wasn't a complete, complete flop on that standpoint. So I do think it was a bit of a weird Europa League season. Obviously, you normally get sort of. Like, sort of, you can normally get a club that's sort of, I don't know how to put it, but you've had like Chelsea in the final, Arsenal in the final, you've had United in the final. You didn't, the only team that was sort of close to there was Barcelona, but they're, they're in a bit of dis, they were in a bit of disarray still. And then Frankfurt comfortably took over the new camp in more ways than one. So I feel like you, you are sort of, I think, discrediting the way. He did handle Rangers, but it it's easier when it. Well, I don't know if it's easier, but when you've got only top two teams in that league, it's probably easier than when you're fight you're fighting a a game that you could lose every week in the Premier League because no one's a proper walkover. 
apart from Liverpool and Bournemouth on on the weekend. Um, what about the Tyrone Ming situation though? Take he's taken the captaincy off him. I don't know who's actually giving it to. Is it McGinn? That's my, that'd be my logical. Yeah, I've not seen much on that story. I don't know. I don't know what. I still don't know what what's exactly what's gone on. So I feel like his form has dropped. Like I think it has in sort of it. Weirdly, I'd say it's actually since he got into the England squad. He's not an England team, but since he got into the England squad, his form has dipped, and I don't know whether it's sort of you know he's thinking he's nearly made it and you get a bit complacent. Like, to be fair, I always sit with... I don't like when City players go international because they normally come back a little bit of a different player because, you know, they've been overhyped in some sort of way. So I don't know if it, it, it could be the same. I could be completely wrong with that. But he there's something gone on there as well because they've obviously brought in Carlos to be centre-half, so it's more pressure on him. So it's taken the captaincy off him. <laughs> And now not, I don't think he is in the starting eleven. So, I, it, it's sort of weird when your captain's just gone straight out of it, and it's happening at United with Maguire as well. Like, is it? I think that's more form though. Like with Maguire, it, it feels like more consistent form over a long period. I don't personally think Mings has been in that bad form. Maybe Villa fans will disagree, but. For me, it feels like something's gone on behind closed doors. You know, like a, a Bamiang, obviously we've seen on the documentary All or Nothing. A Bamiang, there was issues. And then Arteta made the decision to, to to take it off him. And that made sense. The Maguire one feels like, you know, Maguire in a United shirt's not been good enough for probably six months. So it's more extended. I don't think Mings has been that bad for that long, personally. I, I, I still rate him. But for me, it screams like some personal... Back, back door sort of issues, I think. Yeah, obviously Gerald's made sort of comments when he's been asked about him because obviously Ming's been out the 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 squad as well. Is more they've asked him, is it his reaction to? So I don't think he's actually taken not being captain well either. Yeah. So it's sort of things like this though. Is is it to do with his man management? Is he right to drop Ming's from captaincy? Like that's something I'd like. I'd, uh, quite like to hear some Villa fans give us sort of, you know, their comments on it because you see it every week rather than us who sees it on occasion. But is his ma- is it his man management skills or is it just Mings wasn't good enough? Yeah, something something's happened, I think, behind the scenes because normally you would maybe just drop your captain to the bench instead of stripping him completely. Yeah. You know, so there must be some sort of, well, there, there could be some disciplinary issues there um that I think is is the big thing you know he's he told him to look him in the eye for example so to me that shows there's something um and it's a strange situation because if Mings is an influential figure in the dressing room then he could turn people against Gerard but but Gerard still has to stand his authority and I think I think if you know Mings wants to prove him wrong he's got to perform he will play because I don't think there's many options at the back there at the moment for Villa, especially with Carlos injured. Um, but he's got to prove people wrong. You know, I think I think giving it to McGinn, I know I called him Nile McGinn, but it's actually John McGinn. I don't know where Nile come from. I think I did, I did, I did think I that, think but I wasn't I think confident. He's another player at Hibs. I think that's where it's come from. But but 
McGinn seems like a good fit, and I think he seems to be quite a popular figure, so that makes sense. But but I think it's up to Mings to try and prove Gerard wrong. You know, if there's been disciplinary issues, then don't do them. If there's been <laughs> poor form, try and try and perform. Show show that they're wrong. You know, I think I think that's one of the big things. It's strange because Mings plays as a centre back, but he was originally a left back, so maybe he's just not comfortable in that position either. I, I don't know, but something's gone on there, and and it doesn't seem great. And I think I think that might be affecting the atmosphere a little bit, but but we don't know. Um, yeah, it's quite hard to to see what, if that situation is going to improve. For me, it just seems that the more we're talking about it, the more it seems like that could be the only way. That could be the only explanation that something there's been a falling out between Gerald and Mings or, or some backroom staff. Mings has kind of been obviously stripped of the captaincy. Some of the players maybe don't fully agree because you look at their squad, you know, that even their starting lineup yesterday against West Ham, it's a very good side. It is. There's players, strong players in every position. So this is a team who should be pushing top half of the league, no question. And Gerard, I do think, is despite everything we've said, I do still back Gerard as a manager. I do think he will be, or is, however you want to look at it, is a good manager. So there's no reason outside of the obvious that this team shouldn't be doing better. Yeah. Um, teething problems, you know. I think they've got a lot of players in one position. You know, you've got Wendia and all that. I think got a lot of attacking midfielders, but I don't think, I know you mentioned that they've tried to replace Grealish, but they haven't gone for that out-and-out left winger. You know, I thought I thought they'd have been ambitious and probably gone for someone like James Madison or Nkunku at Leipzig. They would have certainly gone, I think, because they would have been able to stump up the cash. But I think it's very easy to just go and buy a load of players in different positions. And I think I think he's trying to address that. So I don't think a lot of those players are Gerald type of players. But I'm surprised he never bought anybody with him from Rangers. I know it's a different step up, but I thought maybe Taverner would have maybe helped fill the left back position for a while and help with the leadership side of things. I mean, you know, what do you think of that? Do you think, do you think he could have done something like that, or do you think, do you think he still needs to bring in more of his players, or is it just he's got to work with what he's got? Or Tavernier, hundred percent. He's been a. I know it's some will say, oh, it's just the Scottish league, but he's been a phenomenal wing back, very, very attacking. He gets more goals than strikers in some cases, and he's a leader. I think that obviously they've got, you know, Matty Cash now, another good right wing back. Don't get me wrong, um, less of a leader. Um, so I think that personally would have been a great signing for him. And maybe there's still time, I don't know. But yeah, I think maybe more leaders. Right. I think you're right with that, that he's a good player, but Cash was already there. So it's not as if it's not as if they've gone out and bought someone else. He's, they've bought, they obviously bought Digne for it, who can be a very good left back, but can also be an awful left back. <laughs> and that's the problem with him. He's had a terrible start, hasn't he? Own goal, handball. Well, you know about that in fantasy, don't you? <laughs> That's why you're mentioning it. It's been, a, like... it's been a disaster for him. And you would have, I was never Dinger's biggest fan, but I would have thought that he would have done the job for Villa. You know, I think, I think Everton have happily taken the cash there. I do feel like you're right in why has he not brought players in from Rangers? Because most clubs, most managers will do that because they want a few players around him who they're comfortable with. I know he's got Coutinho and that's obviously not from Rangers, but he's comfortable with him from knowing him. But if you look at Ten Hag, he's trying to bring in players that he knows. 
it's Pep did that with sort of say when he brought in Bravo. It's you have to you need I think you need a few players that you're comfortable in because you don't want a whole 15, 20 man squad that I'm you gonna, just don't know any of them and you've and got to gonna support you as well. Yeah, exactly. So I know I know the I know like for example Pep uh, Pep Klopp didn't really bring in anybody from his Dortmund team, probably because as you've seen the German league, they don't tend to work very well here. But I think I've, I would have thought someone like Tavener and and maybe, you know, even even as a backup keeper, you know, their keeper McGregor, maybe just a couple of players who know Gerard and will support him. He gets those two people on his side. They'll probably get McGinn on his side because of the Scottish connection there. It helps bring that balance, I think. And I think I'm a bit surprised he didn't go for one or two because it wouldn't have been expensive either. No. You know, so it is a strange one for him. And so, taking away the Villa situation, if he goes and gets sacked, and let's say, let's say in a month's time, will that stop him getting the Liverpool job? Because let's be honest, he wants a Liverpool job one day. I don't want to be disrespectful to Villa, but that's clearly what he'd want. After maybe Klopp goes after maybe someone else, does it stop him if he gets sacked from the Villa job? Because it's the opposite to what Lampard's done. Lampard's taken the job at Chelsea, got sacked, and now we can go somewhere else. Um, um, I think it's going to go either two ways. I think I think he will get the Liverpool job eventually, but I think it's going to be either if he does get sacked, he he does well at another club. You know, I think someone like Wolves or someone like that might be might be good for him. I don't know. Um, I suppose he's not Portuguese, so he probably won't. <laughs> um, maybe. I can see it as well. Maybe he loses his job somewhere, whether it's where it's this year, next year, whatever. And then Klopp goes and he comes to fill in in an interim basis and he does a good job from that. And that gives him, gives him the job from there. I can still see him going to Liverpool. There's clear faith that they want him to be a Liverpool manager. You know, there, there is clear faith in him, but, but it can't happen for a couple of years yet. So I would argue that he's probably got to try and get something right pretty quick but this could be a learning curve maybe he needs the learning curve before he goes on to another club yeah I, I'd agree I, I think it does impact his, his chances because or at least it will make the Liverpool board think twice because if you can't cut it in the Prem you know you could, especially when you've got a good team if he you know I, again we always make the comparison with Lampard as it always will be you know his transfer window Everton, you know, they've sold their best player. They've not really brought much in. I feel like that would be a bit more defensible than where Gerard, he's got a very good squad and he's had a bit of backing from the ball. So it makes it, it, it adds a little bit more pressure. Um, I do, I do agree with you, Reese. You know, let's, let's assume the worst case that he does get sacked from Villa in the next couple of months. Liverpool certainly won't be in a rush to sign him up there and then, but the, the next job will then be massively influential if he then goes to another job it doesn't work out Liverpool would then at that point probably have second thoughts and go is it worth it but um, yeah ultimately I do still think regardless he will one day end up as Liverpool boss um, whether he's ready or whether he's not I do think the fans the pressure everything they they will want it but as a, as a personal warning to Liverpool fans it doesn't always work out as you expect. Um, you know, I, I was living the dream with Lampard and, and you know, first sign of danger, he gets sacked. You know, I, I think I said to you boys at the day, I was so I was so angry that day we sacked Lampard. 
You know, I would have burnt my Chelsea shirt or something ridiculous. But actually, although that was awful, Tuchel coming in, winning the Champions League in six months, actually proved that the hard decision at the time was was right. So, yeah, a warning to Liverpool fans. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not all, I don't know, maybe it's not destined to work out just as, as the way you want it. Um, but time will tell and we'll see on the next fixtures. Hopefully Villa can, uh, hopefully this video can become irrelevant and they'll just nick a win at Arsenal. <laughs> ruin ruin the Arsenal title charge and everyone will be happy. Um, They're but, more than capable. Yeah, exactly. But time will tell. Um, and that wraps us up for another episode. As always, Villa fans, let us know your thoughts. You're there every week. You're there at the ground. You, you may have been booing yesterday. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Follow us on Insta as well for, for regular engagement. As always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.